Well, g'day and welcome to Clayton Today. In this program we're thinking about how we do church, what works, what doesn't, and what we can all do to make things better. Specifically today, our topic is church growth. And with me today is Jonathan Pryke, Executive Minister at Jesuit Parish Church in Newcastle in the UK. Hi Jonathan. So, now our topic today is church growth. Can you tell us what, uh, why is church growth important for how we do church? It's, it's absolutely basic for, for the, uh, the life of the church. I think it's, it's thinking about church growth is a, is a bit like thinking about uh, the growth of a baby or something like that. That's what a baby does. That's what the church, that's what the church does. It's about numbers. It is about numbers, mm. but numbers are, are people. So we're talking about uh, more and more people coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ, having a living faith in him, growing in that faith, uh, influencing right. their communities, being salt and light in their communities, changing the world. Well, now, John, that sounds great, and I can't imagine why any Christian would have a problem with that. And yet a lot of people are quite suspicious of church growth. Why do you think that is? Why are they suspicious of it? It's true. Uh, people worry about the whole notion of church growth, I think, for a range of reasons. I mean, I think uh, certainly in, in the context of the United Kingdom, where we are, uh, there's been such a, lo a long period of decline in the church. I mean, there have been decades, really, when the church has been declining by 20% every 10 years or something like that. So it's very challenging and threatening to think about the whole notion of, of, uh, of, of church growth. I think people worry that it's, that it's a, a, a technique, a manipulative technique of some sort, and not, not uh, a, a, a in line with the Bible and a, and a godly thing mm. at all. It does sort of raise another issue, doesn't it? You said the church has been in decline. A lot of people's day-to-day -day experience of church will be church isn't growing or perhaps is declining. Is it really realistic to expect that every church should be growing? Well, it is certainly true that situations are very different uh, in different parts of the world and at different times. And um, uh, to give you an example of that, I mean, I, I've, I've travelled a bit this year and I went to Morocco and the situation there for the church is extremely difficult. Mm. It's a country that's dominated by... Uh, Islam. I, I saw the church in action. It's a very small church. It is actually growing a little bit, but it's been very, very slow, and the, and the churches are very tiny. And there are seasons uh, in, in the life of any church where there may be growth, there may be even de decline at various times. Uh, there, there are times of pruning, but the basic thing is that God's purpose for the church is growth. Mm -hmm. So we should be constantly asking ourselves, whatever's happening in our churches, even if the church is declining, we should be asking ourselves, well, uh, why is this happening? Because the, really, God wants the church to grow. That's what that's what the church is all about in the end. So we need to we need to ask those hard questions about why that's not happening. But be discerning about the different situations we're in. Okay. So maybe pushing that on a little bit further. Then, if that is what we ought to be expecting and the sorts of questions we ought to be asking, what sort of difference will that make for the way that we do church? It, it touches on almost every every aspect of the way we the way we see things. Mm. Um, uh, so we need to have those kind of eyes. So really, everything all the time we're thinking about uh, the, uh, the 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 growth of the church. I mean, one very practical thing is that I I I think that it's it's very useful to have numerical faith targets, specific targets mm. of how maybe in a particular area of the church's life or for the church overall, uh, we we under God want to see the church growing in, in the future. So that's, that's, a, that's a very particular way that it can apply to the church's okay. life. And uh, would you be able to maybe give us some examples or illustrations of how that might affect the way that you do church? Maybe some things that you've seen or targets that you've set and worked towards? Um, well, let me take the example of Jesuit Parish Church itself. Uh, this was actually before I came to the church, although I've been at the church about uh, 20 years or so. But back in 1980, 1985, the leadership team of the church 
uh, sat down together and they decided under God that they wanted the church to double. Uh, the church at that time was about 500 strong and uh, they, they decided that they would, they would pray and work towards the church uh, growing to a thousand five years later, later than that. So that's, a, that's a, a, mm. a, a very specific kind of target. I mean, another example would be uh, not, not a, a church overall, but, but uh, a particular area of ministry. We have uh, Christianity Explored groups, evangelistic Bible study groups. And uh, at, 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 at the beginning of each year in January, we run a number of what we call taster sessions mm. for those. Two years ago, we decided that we wanted to see uh, 250 people in those taster sessions. Uh, we, we, we ran a, a, a number of them. And so that's what we worked towards and prayed towards. But we, we, we wrote that down. We told people that's what we were mm. uh, praying, praying towards. Uh, another example would be that a couple of years ago we planted a church. You, you're very familiar with this because you're now the minister of this yes. church that we planted over the river from Newcastle here in, in Gateshead. And when we planted that church two years ago, we, we were praying and I, again, we, we were quite clear in our own minds and we, 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 we told people about this and everybody was agreed with this, that we, we would pray that within a year of the launch of that church, there'd be 100 people at that mm. church after two years there would be 200 people. Mm. So those very kind of concrete targets mm. is what mm. I'm talking about. Okay. Now that does, I'm sure, raise a lot of questions for some people. And you, you use the term sort of faith, numerical faith targets. But I wonder, it does sound a little bit like you've just sort of put faith in a, a terminology from the business world, so that, that this sort of numerical targets is really perhaps something that's been imposed in church and doesn't sound particularly spiritual. I wonder if you could sort of address that issue for us. I, I understand that concern, and, and there, are, there are dangers with this, this uh, thinking in this kind of way. And it's, I think it's very, very important that people do have their theology straight. And it's, it's crucial that people have a very clear understanding of the sovereignty of God. God is the one who makes the church grow. Um, God is the one who gives the growth. But we still do have a very important role to play uh, in, in, in playing our part. So rather like a gardener, has to make sure that, that, that plants have the, the, the water and, and the, the seeds are sown and so on. Uh, all of that's really crucial and the fertilizer's there. But you can't do anything to make the seed grow. That's just, that happens by itself. Um, and uh, so, so um, it's really important that you understand the, the sovereignty of God uh, in, in, in this whole uh, area. So I guess, the, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure if you've actually answered the question though. Uh, is, <laughs> even why. in the context of the sovereignty of God, yeah. where do these numerical faith targets come from? Where, why is that uh, idea of setting a number and working towards that, how does that fit in this wider concept of God's sovereignty, God making things grow? Well, I think what I would say is, uh, people say, you know, people worry about the notion of faith targets, but I would say actually the reality is that everybody has a faith target. When they're involved in a ministry, when they're involved in the life of the church, they may not, they may not make it explicit, they might, not, they might not articulate it or write it down anywhere, but everybody has kind of expectations of the sorts of numbers of people that are going to be involved. But the, the question to my mind is, well, what is, what's the most kind of uh, God-honoring uh, target that, 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 that we should be looking towards? And I would say that, in fact, it's much more uh, faithful to God, faithful to the, the sort of uh, the sweep of God's purposes in Scripture that we see, that we should, expect, we should expect the church to grow. There's nothing magic about the numbers themselves. The precise numbers are not, in a sense, that important. But the, 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 the scale and the scope of, of the growth that we're expecting 
I think it's really important. And I think scripture encourages us uh, to expect God to, to, to be doing big things amongst us, great things amongst us. I mean, that, that is the whole sweep of, of scripture. God is a God who makes things grow. That's what the Apostle Paul says in the Bible. And um, so I think it's, it, it, the question is whether we're going to have a faith target that our numbers will be the same a year from now as they are already, Indeed. or whether we're going to, whether yeah. we're going to see uh, the numbers grow. Now, yeah. it's, it's important that we don't have a kind of fantasy number. Sure, yeah. It's got to be something that we, we really can see how it could happen, can we, that can it's we real. Maybe, oh, that, that's really helpful, Jonathan. Thanks for that. I wonder if you could maybe try and flesh that out a bit and, and help people see what difference will that make then if you have a numerical faith target? How do you use that to encourage and to promote growth in your church? Well, I think, that, I mean, I gave you those, the, the examples that I talked about before. I think when you've, when you've got a faith target, uh, the way that that then works out is that because it's a, it is a real thing, it's mm -hmm. an earth thing, it's something that you really believe can happen, and, and uh, because also you believe in the sovereignty of God and you know that God is the one who gives, who gives growth, there are a number of things that you do. Uh, and the first one is that you, you pray. It becomes the basis of your praying mm -hmm. because, because you have to ask God to make it happen because otherwise you know that it's not going to. So it encourages that kind of... Mm -hmm. Uh, trusting dependence on God in the life of the church. Um, but then also you have to plan. So if you really think it's going to happen, you have to, you have to prepare for that. So there's a sense so, in which these numbers really then shape your, yeah. your planning and the way that you take things forward. You, you organize yeah. around trying to make it possible for those numbers. So to give to you a very practical example of that, I was, talking, I was talking about those evangelistic Bible studies. Mm -hmm. We were praying that 250 people would come to those. Mm -hmm. that, that, those sessions include a meal. So we had, to, we, had to, we had to make sure that we planned mm. for food for 250, 250 people. meals on the table. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that, that's kind of, uh, uh, you know, earthing mm. our, our faith mm. target into the reality of our planning. And then, of course, you have to work. So you, you pray, mm. you plan, and then you have to work to make it happen as well. So you talk to people about uh, what, what you, you encourage people to be joining you in prayer, mm. and then you think through, well, well where are these 250 people going to come mm -hmm. from? And so you encourage, so we, for instance, have been encouraging small groups in, in, in the church uh, to, to uh, bring, bring people along and, and um, we're, we're running uh, fill out those time, tables. Jonathan, so thanks, that's really helpful. And uh, obviously there's a lot more you could say on that topic. Perhaps we might come back to it in another episode in the future. But uh, just to, to sort of wrap that up a little bit, uh, if, you had, if you could give two top tips to someone who's interested in, in putting some of this stuff into practice, what would they be? The two key things that I would mm -hmm. say is uh, that if, if the church is going to grow, two things have got to happen. Faith is crucial mm. because it's God who does it. Uh, so so uh, we, need to, we need to build our faith, allow mm. God to build our faith, uh, but also hard work. So it's faith yes. and hard work. Great. And uh, perhaps if someone wanted to do a bit more thinking about this, was there maybe one book that you could recommend that would get you thinking on the topic? I think a book that I found very helpful a number of years ago um, is, is a book by Peter Wagner, and it's called Your Church Can Grow. It's a good place to start. Great. And thank you for watching today. And if you want to follow up on this topic, you can find further information and more programs at www.clayton.tv. Do join us next time for more discussion on Clayton Today. Goodbye. Thank you.